Fringe in the Feather, where we talk about it all. All right, so we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> I was Sandra Bullocking in space for a minute when I couldn't hear. Hello? I couldn't hear or talk. Is confusing. Welcome. <laughs> My name is Jessica. Sometimes I think... I don't think we introduce ourselves sometimes when we start. <laughs> oh, we don't. No, we absolutely don't. Uh, I don't have a full, like, I can't go beyond my full name. Like, I can't, I don't have a Jess and a Jessica. I just. <laughs> I can't believe I said Jessica, to be Jessica, honest. Jessica. You're Jessica. No, very, it's just, yeah. Just formal. Jess, Jess Ireland. One word. Jess Ireland. Yeah. Jess Ireland. Just Hi. <laughs> Jess. I'm Hello. Shanae. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> So today we're talking about books. Books. <laughs> <laughs> to quote the uh, movie classic, she's the man with Amanda Bynes. Here are your books. Lots of respect for Amanda Bynes. I think she's going to be coming back. I think she's going to come back in the that new That movie year. is a cinematic she's masterpiece. Coming she's coming back. Hopefully. I'm cheering for yeah. her. Yeah. So yeah, today, okay, yeah, today we're talking about books. Yep. It's going to be a really structured uh, conversation because Clearly. we're excellent at those. <laughs> Listen, we are very structured, formal people. Okay, Jessica. Jessica and Shanessica. <laughs> oh, God, it's off the rails. <laughs> we're off the rails. Well, okay. while we were doing the prep for this show. We were uh, more we organized. Yelling, yelling at each other to get stuff off the pile. The pile. That, that pile. pile. The pile of books that we all have. Pile of books. You know you have one, whether it's oh a physical, <laughs> physical pile or the pile that you have in your Amazon cart. It's a list. Lord knows. Hold on. I'm actually going to go check and see how many I have in my Amazon cart right now. Is that how you keep track? Yeah, I just start, I shove stuff in my cart and then I hit save for later. Um, hold on. I'm actually just going to count. So talk amongst yourselves. One, two, three. <laughs> I'll talk to myself. Uh, I use Goodreads, to be honest, because it keeps it handy dandy organized and nice little lists i also have like physical a physical to read pile because i'm terrible for like going into a bookstore and buying like four books and then just doing that faster than i finish books i have like 20 i have like 25 sitting right now in my amazon yeah <laughs> that's gross that's what's up that's gross no it's okay. not i used to feel super self-conscious about the fact that i had such a big to read pile and then i read an article about I can't remember what it was, but somebody was basically saying that they see it as a positive because it means you're constantly interested in things mm -hmm. and you're always looking for other stuff to read. And it also means that you, as soon as you're finished something, you pick something else up. So it's a positive, not a negative. That's true. And no one can tell me differently. Don't at me. Honestly, I think people need to be reading more rather than like talking shit less. Wait, no, they need to. <laughs> <laughs> they need to read more and talk shit. <laughs> Read more and talk less shit. 2019. Yep, that's that's where we're at, and that's, that's yeah. If you're talking too that's much, like the new version of uh, "Do No Harm, Take No Shit." It's yeah. read more and talk well, less it's, shit. I think I th oh. that is that's where I'm at. I feel like if I am if I am personally oh talking too much shit, it means I'm not doing, <laughs> and I need to just get my face in a book. That's where we're, yep yep. Bird. I'm crying right now. Bird, oh wisdom. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> oh, 
need more chocolate shit, kids. I know. I think yeah. I, apparently, I've been re- I've been reading books by too many aggressive authors. <laughs> that was great. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we do have we do have actual books that we're going to talk about. It's not just going to be like a do, random yeah. a random thing. Um, and we focused on books that we've read kind of within the last year or so. I would say. Yep. Um. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Shanae, do you want to get started on your kind of first book that you? Oh, so the what. It, the reason why we're talking about books is because it's a new year and um, new years are all about uh, getting better. Talking less shit. Talking less shit and reading more. <laughs> so we wanted yes. to give we wanted to give you guys, because we do get um, asked about books that we're reading and things that we're doing. Yep. So yep. we wanted to give you guys a little bit of a preview into what we have read and what we do recommend. Well, yeah. And I think like, I don't know about you, but uh, this past year was the first year I've kind of, I issued a reading challenge for myself. Ooh. Um, so like, I, I I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have this. I used to read like crazy and then I went to university Mm -hmm. and they, you read so much, uh, dry stuff. That's not fun that I stopped reading for a while after I got out of university. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also like, you know, TV, video games, that stuff all comes up. So at the beginning of this past year, so 2018, uh, it was kind of a very loose goal for myself just to read more. Like, I wanted to get back to my reading ways. Um, I enjoy reading a lot. And I just, like, it's one of those things where I felt like I had to make time for it. And I did. Um, So I read, my goal last year was 12. So it was very conservative. It was one book a month. Uh, I ended up finishing 18. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So, yeah, I was very, very happy. Um, But, yeah, and I feel like I'm going to do the same thing for myself this year. My goal is not going to increase at all. It's just going to be 12 because I feel like as soon as, like, for me, I'm a reverse psychology person. As soon as yeah. I'm like, I'm going to read 20 books and I'll read like three. And then you're like, no. Yeah. yeah. So I'd rather overachieve than underachieve. Listen, right. it's all about structure. <laughs> yeah. No, I like it. I like it. Yeah. For me, I mean, I read a lot of the same kind of things. And this is, I think, again, um, it just makes me laugh every time we have one of these discussions and we like compare notes and we're like wow we're really different yeah. the way we handle these it's things so funny uh, i read a lot of the genres like i read a ton of sci-fi and fantasy books um i like even with like tv movies i always like i love sci-fi and fantasy those are my two favorite genres like that's primarily what i read um other than that like i, I read a couple like i read some business books um i read uh sports books i do enjoy as well and i do read some self-help books but like definitely sci-fi and fantasy are the ones that i read the most Mm -hmm. um what about with you well um i have been reading (laughs) well i have been reading self-help books since i was a child uh so whereas a lot of my friends are reading how to um win friends and influence people now i was reading it when i was like 14 because I was doing a lot of networking then apparently as I've like the most overachieving kid in the world. So yeah, I've been very comfortable in the self-help genre for a long time. Um, where I do struggle with, and you'll probably see in my list of books today that I don't read a lot of fiction. And, um, I think with the exception of like, obviously the Harry Potter series and Gone Girl, like a couple of one-offs, um, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh, I read the magician series when I was, um, uh, traveling in Ireland. I have thoughts about that series. Yeah, it's 
yeah that might be an offline we will have an offline discussion and then we'll decide if that needs yeah, to be we will. so uh <laughs> so it's uh so i don't i don't read a lot of it's hard for me to find i actually just picked up um a fiction series too but i do tend to read a lot of um self-help books and then uh leadership and business books which is funny because i well i didn't take any of that in school so that's probably why i enjoy reading it now um yeah so that's that's where i'm at yeah that's pretty cool. Also, obviously, very obviously, a Brené Brown fangirl, which we will discuss. So, yeah. I was going to say, I actually just got recommended to pick up one of her books. I haven't read it oh, yet. But, uh, she is. I just picked it up. I've heard a lot of people like her. I don't have any thoughts because I've never read anything by her. She's so. incredibly thoughtful. Yeah, I will. we will talk about her. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So, like, we're going to kind of bounce yeah. back and forth with some recommendations <laughs> for stuff we read in 2018. Listen, I'm French. You're getting, we're it. getting French. <laughs> French on you. We're going to just it. say everything with an accent. Um, we're here. Yeah. Uh, things that we found helpful uh, or things, you know, I think the nice thing is, like, again, because mm-hmm. we come at it from such different angles, like, uh, Jess has some books on her list that I was like, I also have thoughts yeah. about that, so I'm interested to hear. Um, but to get started with me, um, my first two books, they're both sci-fi fantasy books, but these were like my two, one, uh, actually they're both series, but the first one, uh, only the first one is out, and the second one, all three are out. But the first one that I read that I loved, sci-fi book, it's called The Ooh. Poppy War by R.F. Quang. Uh, by the way, we will have all of the titles and uh yeah authors in the description box so if you want to check any of these out you can um yeah the poppy war i loved it is um it was great it's about um a female protagonist she's a young girl and it's like a world where they have magic and she goes to like she lives in poverty and she studies to get into this really prestigious military school and she gets in and then she they basically like learn magic and she picks up uh like a very rare strain of magic and then she goes on to be a warrior and then uh it's just a really cool like i'm huge into world building myself like anything that That's has that? really good amazing i love that i love how you describe that yeah yeah i loved it it was so good yeah it was like uh this is sh- uh she won a couple of awards for this book at the end of 2018 um and she this was technically her debut as an author and like i cannot wait to read the rest of the stuff like i want her to bring out the next book she has announced it which i'm really excited about but uh loved it it was incredible i like the title of it it sounds very cool i like books about magic like full disclosure oh i I do too love it yeah 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 if i'm gonna read like yeah if i'm gonna read fiction i like when there's a little bit of magic in it totally agree all right, what's your first one? Throw it down. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm gonna pick the one that's probably the one that you have thoughts on. So I will talk okay. about. <laughs> I will actually. Okay, so we're gonna. Oh, I don't know which one I want to start with. Okay, so we're gonna start with. Um, uh, we're gonna do extreme ownership. So uh, I received this book uh, half as a joke from my partner, um, and half also seriously because um, I do love leadership books. So extreme ownership is by Jocko Willink and okay. uh, Leif Barbin, and they were the team that uh, excuse me, Leif Babin, Babin, not saying that right. Anyways, say jo- it French. <laughs> say it French. Uh, so. So they were, that's, I, I don't think that's how you say it. He's, he's <laughs> full, on, full on American. Um, so they actually were the, the team, the Navy SEALs team who were responsible for bringing down uh, Osama bin Laden um, and the Navy SEAL task force. It's like a super hardcore group. Um, and I 
<laughs> have a lot of thoughts, obviously, about yeah. war, war and politics. So a part of this was bought for me as a joke because I'm clearly not um, somebody who is a Navy SEAL, uh, but also because we had listened to a podcast with Jocko Willink on it. And um, I do come from a little bit of like an MMA fighting background, and he is uh, super, I think, hardcore jujitsu fighter so anyways okay. there's a, there's a whole lot of like reasons why it was like this book by Jocko Willink anyways so I started reading it and I had a really hard time because they go through a lot of the missions and they explain some of the missions that they participated in um and it was a little bit I I am not I don't come from a military family I don't have a military background so I don't know that I necessarily have the appreciation for that role however in reading it and understanding how they work as a team legitimately I know why they are such a like well-running machine as Navy SEALs because it was mm -hmm. fascinating and it was um I, I do agree that there is extreme ownership and accountability in leadership and you do have to, you do take the brunt of a lot as a leader and you should, because if your team is failing, then you're failing. So there's actually a lot of tenants in the book that I agree with as a leader, um, regardless of the politics that are like behind the book in a sense. Right. But they were there to do a job and they had to do their job. Um, and yeah, it was, I, I actually really, really enjoyed the book. Uh, and that was not a book that I would have picked up on my own, similar to um, the other book that I think you have thoughts on, which is Unshakable by Tony Robbins. So yeah, I don't really, I've never read any books by Tony Robbins. My only experience with him is through his documentary on Netflix, which I watched when I was really sick once. And I don't know whether it was because I had a fever, but that was a deeply affecting documentary for me. Like I was like blow I was like inspired weirdly enough even though he yells at people a lot it was actually like, that is his like bread and butter yeah <laughs> it's inspiring people yeah for better or worse yeah but it was actually I, I was I was taken aback by the documentary um and then the the unshakable came out of um my goal to read more personal finance books and I can talk about another one that's a little bit tamer um but we're currently in a not great stock market right now and it's stressing me oh you don't say it's stressing me out um because it's just up and down all the time and uh there's oh, yeah. a lot of there's a lot of stuff about it being a bear market so somebody somebody recommended me uh, recommended this book to me as a way of understanding the market better uh, it is based it's for american finances so they do mention things like um the 401k and stuff so that's not as applicable this is unshakable still yeah this is unshakable so but they talk okay. he talks a lot about the market and understanding the market and why when it is a bear market you don't just pull out and freak out so i i appreciate the really practical financial aspect about it. it is it is a finance book it's not necessarily a like um digging into your uh past and your relationship with your father it's purely based on finances and he he interviews and talks with a lot of financial um uh heavyweights in in this space so i do i yeah so extreme ownership where we have a navy seal and then tony robbins who is a, an actual physical giant talking to you about <laughs> finances so i'm a really exciting person and i read really <laughs> <laughs> 
It just goes to show you that you're very practical and I'm like magic dragons. Magic dragons. Sometimes I'd like to live I'd like to live in a world of magic dragons and not the stark stock market. That is really where I'm at on that. Listen, listen, I am not gonna lie, like especially I know this about myself. Like I use sci-fi and fantasy, like fiction, TV, media, books, anything like that. It's definitely an escape for me. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when I used to work in social media, I was getting bombarded with information at all hours of the day Mm -hmm. so when it comes to my media i need a break i can't cram more information into my brain like that's why like when people talk about documentaries and stuff i'm like it sounds fascinating and i'm sure one day i'll get to it but like i just need i need not information like i just want to think about magic dragons and not about yeah. all of the things that i learned today see my my coping mechanism with that is like my media is like i want to watch the cooking network i want to watch food like <laughs> i want to <laughs> yes that's fair. yeah no but it's the same thing it's like what's what can i i don't yeah i don't watch documentaries really either um it's it's yeah there's a lot of information so i'm trying to uh face a lot of the information that makes me uncomfortable by reading these books i guess yeah that's yeah. good. I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay, next up for you. Yeah, I think. Oh, go ahead. Um, yeah. Unless you have so thoughts. to preface that Tony as well. Robbins. <laughs> no, actually, I, I'm. I'm actually, to be honest, I'm kind of happy that it turned out to be a finance book. I have thoughts on Tony Robbins, but we don't have to get into it. Like, it's just he's an interesting and polarizing human being. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. So it's just yeah, it's an interesting. But I'm. I was actually interested to hear this personal finance book, and then I might need to take a look at that. Um, so yeah, one of the other things too, that I find, uh, to kind of go back to my topic on like me coping, the only other thing that I found that I do, um, I'm a multi-book reader. So like I will have multiple books on the go at any given time. Um, and this was part of the way that I tricked myself into reading more because now I literally have like, uh, a book in every scenario. So like I have a living room book, there's a bedside table book. I have like my Kobo that I keep in my purse, which goes with me everywhere. Like, so I have like lots of books on the go so that i think is how i I have started putting more nonfiction into my reading list and that's kind of how i've done it um because i'll like read a bit of certain books and then i go off to magic dragons um so actually one of the books that i have been reading this year which is a business book um which was fascinating uh it's called bad blood secrets and lies in a silicon Mm -hmm. valley startup and it's by john carey rue carey rowe um so this is fascinating because this is a silicon valley like tech book um which is near and dear to my heart i've worked in the tech industry and i still really enjoy it uh but i also have come across uh, businesses that say are not doing what they say they do i used to actually work for one uh which is really interesting so uh this book is about um is about a, a startup in silicon valley that basically was about blood testing and it was called theranos and basically, it was supposed to be revolutionizing blood testing system. Um, it was supposed to be able to like do a whole bunch of tests from like a pinprick of blood. So like basically eliminating um, like intravenous blood drawing, which for me is somebody who hates needles, which is really funny because <laughs> as somebody who hates needles, I probably shouldn't be reading this book because they talk about it all the time. Um, but I found it so fascinating. I actually managed to push through. Um, so it was just a really interesting premise at a certain point, like in the height of their heyday, the company was worth $9 million or $9 billion. Um, it was fronted by a female CEO, which is like super rare. Um, so it was like, and it was a Silicon Valley unicorn and all these things. So basically <laughs> the book is basically a tell all on the fact that Theranos like kind of lied at every front and wasn't doing what they th- said they were going to do and how they like 
came um, after people who reported them and like what how the whole thing came apart and unraveled. Um, it was fascinating. So highly recommend that book. It's almost like a, like if you mix a tech book with like um, the g- clue, like if you mix, uh, yeah, if you if you mix a tech book with the game clue, you will end up with bad blood. Uh, I really <laughs> cool. enjoyed it. I remember reading about her because um, she was featured in a lot of like women of the year. Um, oh, yeah. Thing. She was super prominent. I was like, oh, yeah, look at her go. And then it was just really, I just saw seeing, I remember seeing articles pop up about their, yeah, just secrets and and not always being um, transparent about what they were doing. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be actually really, really interesting. Well, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like I said, because I have a personal connection to it, um, like the tech industry. So, and it's really interesting to see because I still mm-hmm. know people in the tech industry, at least in Canada how everyone kind of came around on like because same as you like people Mm -hmm. myself included were cheering her on female ceo like let's do this lean in all of the stuff and then uh everyone having to come around on like oh it was a giant scam like and how do we all deal with that so yeah it was super fascinating um okay so for me my next one i don't know which one do i want to talk about uh Oh, wait. Oh, I wanted that one. Okay. I had one that I wanted to talk about, but I think I'll talk about, um, we'll talk about, oh, so in, in the other exciting personal finance world, um, because we, <laughs> it's already started. So there's this book called Wealthing Like Rabbits. And one thing that I noticed that was really annoying about finance books is that they are typically written for folks in the States. So they do reference things like 401ks, which we obviously do not have here. Um, and uh, just different tactics that don't apply to us. So Wealthing Like Rabbits is a Canadian personal finance book. And he breaks things down in a really great way. And this is not to say that I am at all an expert in personal finance. We will have my partner on to talk about that because he is an expert in personal <laughs> finance. But in that yes, in that um this is coming from somebody who has literally been terrified to read this stuff because I always feel like a failure in it. So for me to sit down and read an entire personal finance book, and I know there's people here who hate talking about money as much as I used to. So um, I do really encourage folks if they just want to sit and maybe read the book even if they feel dumb, it's like, I, it's, it's going to just make you feel less dumb. Cause honestly, I read a lot of it and I was like, oh, okay. Like I, I get this, I am doing this. So you'll feel less, um, maybe behind. Cause I personally, when you live in a world where nobody wants to talk about money, um, I was just going to say, you know I mean? yeah, like yeah. it's such a yeah. taboo subject. And like, I would say personally, like I only got my personal finance situation sorted out, like in the last year, like it is, so hard to surmount that mountain so i'm definitely like i've added this to my little goodreads list like if it's i like that you're suggesting one because i think it's it's just nice to hear that it's like oh Oh, yeah no i i took forever to even understand um yeah like uh like investment portfolios and stuff so it's it's um this is like a really i like this one uh i like this one a lot and it's funny it's a funny one who's the author Oh yeah, I should probably get that. Hold on, <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Actually, it's it's underneath my computer, so let me just take a look. See, Robert R. Brown. R. Brown. Okay. Yeah, he makes a lot of Star Trek references, which I kind of also thought was <laughs> funny. Yeah, uh, I will. So, I will yeah. get those. <laughs> no, you won't. No, you do not. No. Uh, yeah. So that uh, that was one of mine that I read this year. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right, to get to my next one, we're going to go back into the world of Magic Dragons. Yes! Um, so my other favorite fantasy series uh, this year was, it's by an author called V.E. Schwab, and it's a trio of books, but it's basically the Darker Shade of Magic series. Um, I loved these books. I cannot even explain to you. I blitzed through them. They are so good. Um, so basically, again, it's all about magic. Why do, but I, the, why do I know that name for the author? What else have they v. done? Schwab. Um, yeah. she, there's another series of books that it's it's a woman. Uh, that's her pseudonym. I don't know her actual. I think it's Victoria Schwab is her actual name. Okay. Um, she's written another series of books called Vicious is the first one. And then yeah. Insatiable is the second one, maybe. Okay. Invaluable. Something like that. Okay. Um, again, female author. She's incredible. So Darker Shade of Magic series centers around a character called Kel, who is a redhead, so hey that's why I like yeah. him. Uh, and it basically centers around, the concept was just so cool when I picked it up. It centers around three, three or three or four? Three different Londons. So basically there's like Red London, Grey London, or no, there's four. Three, uh, <laughs> how I can count. Uh, red <laughs> London, White London, Grey London, and Black London. And they're basically all in different worlds, but they're all connected and Kel can go through all Ooh. of them. And he's one of the only people that can. So it basically takes, so like as soon as, again, me with my little world building heart, I love it. Um, so as soon as you give me like all of these different worlds, um, it's fascinating. There's magic in it. There is an amazing uh, female mm. character who comes along who's like just a complete badass and I love her. And she's also like not your typical female character. Like mm -hmm. she's super badass and she's like not, like she's a little bit of an anti-hero, which I love. Um, I don't want to spoil it because if I tell you her name, uh, you'll know who she is. So, uh, like, honestly, I love these books. The first one I blitzed through the second one, uh, was a little bit slow, but the third one like is incredible. I love her writing. I found it super, like, I'm one of those people who visualizes and I like when authors give me yeah. room, like they describe enough yeah. that you know what's happening, but they give you your own room to visualize things. That's super important for me. So Yeah amazing world building the characters are hilarious there's a lot of like sass and like swearing and things like that in the books like super recommend other than the poppy war like those ones cool. were my favorite that's books awesome. of 2018 hands yeah down. i definitely recognize that name that's cool uh okay Vargod. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so um uh which one do i want to talk about okay so i will Really quickly, anybody who just works in any type of company or even whether you're a leader of a team or part of a team, um, you should be reading Start. Uh, is it Start With Why? I don't know. I say the book so many times in my life that I, I'm not even getting the title anymore. Um, yeah, Start With Why. So Start With Why is by my future husband, Simon Sinek. Um, so whereas everybody <laughs> okay. else... Whereas everybody else may have a crush on like Ryan Reynolds and and other famous people, I have a crush on leadership expert and <laughs> Simon Simon Sinek. You know um, that, that is so on brand. I cannot even explain. Look, at, <laughs> look him up. He's really sweet. He has these great glasses and he has this like accent that you can't really put your finger on. Anyways, I saw him. Oh speak. my god! I saw him speak in Toronto, and I was like. We are very aligned in our viewpoints on leadership. So uh, Simon Sinek is all about creating safe environments for people. Oh, in the I've seen a TED Talk by him, actually, now that I've looked yes. at it. Yes, yes. So I will I'm look a up fan. this book. Yeah, I'll read it's a that. Really, it's a really quick read. Also, yeah, with your marketing background, I think it's also super applicable. 
Um, so yeah, big fan of Start With Why. So that's just a quick one. Everybody should read it. Um, and then my, uh, probably one of my last ones um, before we get into what's coming up for us in Bookland. Mm-hmm. That is Bookland is, that's terrible. Um, okay. <laughs> is my, my, I don't even know, mother, sister, aunt, obsessed with Brené Brown um, book. <laughs> uh, she, it's called Braving the Wilderness. Um, I think it's her third or fourth or fifth book. She's written a lot of books. They're all amazing. Um, for those who aren't familiar with Brené Brown, she's like a foremost uh, researcher on like shame and guilt and uh, vulnerability. I think she has one of the most watched TED Talks like in the world, like of the t- of the TED Talks, not like not like TED Talks Texas or TED Talks Random City, like the TED the Talk. TED she talk. has like yeah, she has like one of the most read ones. Um, ever uh or most listened to excuse me so she gets to the nitty-gritty about yes shame and guilt which are really uncomfortable things to read about and i actually didn't i would read her books and i would get through them and then i wouldn't internalize them and i don't know something about this year i went back and reread some of them and i'm i'm really i feel like they're i'm really internalizing them so much so that i have the word wilderness tattooed on my ankle now because of this (laughs) book so um braving the wilderness is about the difference between standing alone because it's the right thing to do and being lonely um and that's kind of an overgeneralization a lot of braving the wilderness is also braving braving the conversations that we're having nowadays in today's political climate. And um, it's really, it can be really hard uh, to sometimes stand alone when everybody else would rather move forward with something because it's more comfortable. So um, I do have a quote that I wanted to read that I, that I really loved from the book and um, I had to read it daily for a while during a season in life this year to remind myself to um, think about the wilderness as not something scary, but as something that uh, you can get through. So if that's okay, may I, may I read the quote? Yeah, go. Okay. Go for it. So there will be times when standing alone feels too hard, too scary, and we'll doubt our ability to make our way through the uncertainty. Someone somewhere will say, don't do it. You don't have what it takes to survive the wilderness. This is when you reach deep into your wild heart and remind yourself, I am the wilderness. Ooh, I got chills. It's so good. I think it's, it's just, it is. It's just, oh God. Anyway. So yeah, uh, braving the wilderness was, um, was a, it was a big one. I, I, and I'm, yeah, she, she just came out with one this year or excuse me. See, I'm already screwing up our timing on our bloody podcast. So she came out with one in 2018. And I'm going to, that's going to be on my list of, yeah, of things. Uh, I actually, so I'm very new to the world of Brene Brown. Um, I was just put onto one that I have bought, but I have not read yet. Uh, It is on the list up next for me. It's called The Gifts of Imperfection. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So that, um, haven't read it yet. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, no, it's interesting, like. That one is about who you're, who you think you're supposed to be, and who you are. So, I'm new to the world. I'm looking forward to reading that book. But I like, I mean, anything is better when it has a personal review from someone you know. So, I'm glad that the book helped. Mm. Um, I would definitely say, like for me, like I said, I'm very new to the world of self help books, and I'm extremely skeptical. Um, my therapist actually put me onto that book by mm-hmm. her. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would say I was like voluntold to read it. <laughs> um, 
But I don't think that's a bad thing because, again, kind of as you mentioned about the one book that you wouldn't pick up for yourself, like I don't pick up a lot of self-help books, so I don't mind what people recommend mm-hmm. them to me because it's a different perspective for me. And otherwise, I just read about fantasy all day. All day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So my next one, uh, my next two, one's a business book and then we'll get into the self-help book, which uh, Jess has thoughts on. So I'm interested to hear her thoughts. Um, so the first one is the business book. So this one is Build Your Dream Network, and it's by Jay Kelly. It's either Hoey or Hooey, um, which is terrible because I went to a seminar by her, and I can't remember how you pronounce it. Um, so I, I apologize. Um, so this one is about, like, it's an amazing networking book just about, like, um, how do you forge relationships and how do you use them to your advantage? I think a lot of people, myself included, get really hung up on, like, asking for a connection or like how do you make one or like once you know somebody how can you leverage that and the fact that we have to say leverage that in Mm -hmm. business Mm -hmm. business lexicon is a whole thing so i like this book because it's honestly it's um she is an expert in networking but i like it because it was just kind of like she puts it in layman's terms um some of it i'm not gonna lie is a little bit hard to get through because when she talks about her expertise, it feels a little bit unattainable. Um, but there is a lot of really good pointers about like, you know, what is the goal when you're going to go network with somebody and like you're freaking out about how you approach somebody and everybody else is freaking out about how they are approaching you. So like everyone's in the same boat. So it just helped me like uh, relax a bit and like hone mm-hmm. my own networking yeah. skills and not put so much damn pressure on myself. Um, so I definitely felt like it helped me like like I said, chill, chill the fuck out about my networking and then just be able to like cultivate those relationships um, in a better way. So I really enjoyed the book. I enjoyed the seminar. She was cool. Um, Sorry, the networking one I think is so people hate networking. So any type of resource to help people out to feel less uh, silly doing networking. Yeah. So great. Well, it is. And to be honest, like, I definitely I don't enjoy it either. But I found like, um, if if I were to have a technique, like I've definitely I honestly just started being honest. And what I mean by that is like, Mm -hmm. I will literally say like, I you it's so easy to start a conversation with somebody but just be like, man, these things so much pressure. Am I right? Like, you just start and you're like, man, I'm so nervous. I forgot your name already. And like, as soon as you're honest with stuff like that, like everyone laughs because it's happened to them. And then you're off to the races and it doesn't feel so stilted. Yeah. So like that was definitely a big goal for me in 2018 was just kind of like be able to meet people and make genuine connections and not just be like, ah, I see you have a LinkedIn. I too have a LinkedIn. (laughs) Should we link them? Perhaps like, (laughs) and I feel like that's how people feel about networking. So we can all just take a step back. I love that. Stop wielding our LinkedIn so hard. (laughs) Um, Wield it it hard. Wield that LinkedIn. (laughs) um so the other book which is the one that jess has thoughts about and i to be honest i have thoughts about it too is the untethered soul by michael a singer Mm -hmm. um so this is a really interesting book i feel like it's one that was it popped up a lot on people's lists for 2018 um this was also it's a self-help book and it's kind of about um the premise of the book really is to like let yourself go from your limitations and like finding inner peace and like all of these questions about your relationships with your thoughts and emotions. Uh, can't lie. I was also forced into reading this book by, um, a mentor. Um, there were parts of it that did not resonate with me. Uh, there are parts of it that I found really difficult. I mean, the cover itself, like at least my version has like a galloping horse on a beach. And as soon as I got it from Amazon, I was like, what 
is this? I would have been like, I'm like living for the cover. Like I, that's like I've been drawn to this book so many times because I'm like, look at that cover. <laughs> so if anybody, and I was like, absolutely like, no, not. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So this again, I was uh, when I was asked to read this, forced to read this. This was very early on into my like self help uh, journey in 2018. So it was hard for me to stomach this. Um, I'm definitely skeptical about the self-help thing. I find some of them to just be like, some of them I just find hard to stomach because my brain doesn't work that way. And it's not saying they're not good books or that they haven't helped people. It's just my brain does not operate that way. So parts of the untethered soul were a little bit too, like I literally, the way that I term it with a friend of mine is woo woo. Like it's like new age, like woo woo, like X-Files theme. Like it was just too much like spiritual for me which was hard for me to fix. The one part that really stuck out for me in this book was there's, um, I can't find it right now, but there's basically a metaphor about issues in your life or thoughts that you have that you basically, the analogy that he puts forth is like, it's like having a thorn in your side. So you have a an actual thorn in your side and it's like at first you're in so much pain and you can't deal with it. And then as time goes on, rather than just deal with it and take it out and deal with all the hurt but let it heal, you start avoiding it. So then it becomes like you actually start moving your life around like you don't walk down the street on that side and you like don't want to walk through the trees because it maybe it hurts and it hits it. So like you start uh, like arranging your life to avoid dealing with this thing. That was a big one for me. So that's kind of the only part for me that really resonated. And I'm sure if I go back and read it at a different point, another part will resonate with me. Um, but it again, I have a lot of thoughts. I, t- I think I took what I needed from the book at the time that I read it. And I didn't mind it in that it kind of opened me up to other books that I've read that have um, kind of helped me with some of those things. I've been working a lot on personal development this year, um, working on some stuff in therapy. So I think it was good because it helped me along that path. Um, again, some of the woo-woo stuff I had a hard time with. I love the woo-woo stuff. Also, so, so my thing with this is that I picked this book up a million times in the bookstore and I, I keep reading it. Like I'll read it a little bit in the bookstore and I'm like, I don't. I'm like, Oprah, Oprah, why did you love this book so much? And like, Oprah, why, why did you um, – recommend this book because I wish because I like a lot of the stuff that Oprah recommends and this one I just and so many people I follow on Instagram have read it I'm not there yet I'm not there yet for it which maybe means that I'm not at the point of my life where I need to be um reading it I don't know maybe it'll it'll pop up it'll pop up when I need I think to that's fair. yeah it's the same thing as like like I said with me coming back to Brene Brown like this is the coming back to coming to like this is the first time I've ever interacted with it because it's a, I'm at a time in my life when that stuff is applicable Mm -hmm. so i don't like i also think you're putting a little bit too much like we love oprah but like don't discount like people paying to have people recommend their book i'm not saying that happened with this but i do think that happens so don't beat yourself up too much you will get the horse running on the beach (laughs) at some point (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um all right so are we wait did we get through oh are we on to are we on to future books now I think we're on to future books. Like, cool. what's up next? What's in the queue? What's in the queue? The queue. That, <laughs> how about that idea to do it? That idea to do an episode where we do things in accents will probably never happen oh, because God. we are not. Yeah, this, uh, this dear listeners is a thing that has actually happened. We have talked about this, and then immediately, as soon as we said it, we're like, "That is a terrible idea," mm-hmm. and it's 
basically like how fast can you offend people yeah. is what that's gonna be yeah yeah which is we why it's never gonna be we would try really hard but i feel like it would just not it would not go well so yeah um for me coming up is um this book was i yeah so this book kept popping up a lot um on social media for me um Oddly enough, it's a the number one bestseller in Protestant self-help, but I figured okay. I'm pretty open-minded and I've read lots of things from um, like Buddhist, things rooted in Buddhism to things rooted in Christianity. So I'm fine with whatever, man. Um, so this one's called Boundaries. <laughs> Chest 2K19. I'm fine with whatever, man. <laughs> whatever, man. So this one's called Boundaries, When to Say Yes, How to Say No, uh, to Take Control of Your Life. And this one has been around since I think 2002. And I, to get, I guess it's like a legitimately like super uh, uh, like the textbook around boundaries. So it's okay. by Henry, Henry Cloud, who's written a lot of, um, I think he's written a book about integrity too. He's kind of a big name in this space and John Townsend. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. I'm excited to read it. It was, yeah, it came, comes super highly recommended. Um, I think this year, uh, you know, boundaries are going to be a big thing, especially as I'm getting like nearing I'm not really, uh, I guess I'm kind of like halfway to my mid thirties and um, yeah, so boundaries and I'll just do my, I'll do my second one. Um, and I'm looking to also read um, Dare to Lead by Brené Brown. So she had uh, Daring Greatly, um, which is about what it, what it, the title says, Daring Greatly. And then she also has Dare to Leave. So Brave Work, Tough Conversations, Whole Hearts. So I'm super excited to read that. It's kind of like the fact that it's a Brené Brown book specifically on leadership is phenomenal. Um, and then the other one, I actually do have a fiction book here, hey. which is super cool. It's called The Marrow Thieves. It's by Sherry Dimeline. I, I probably butchered that last name, so... <laughs> I apologize. Um, so she's a, a, a Canadian author. Um, and yeah, it's basically a, it's a sci-fi plot of, um, there, I think it's like a post-apocalyptic world. And uh, people are harvesting um, indigenous people uh, for their bone marrow because Whoa. it, yeah, because it has some sort of like key to, to solving some sort of, problem in this po post-apocalyptic world so actually the city um is reading this book uh i believe that she is an artist or a writer in residence at western university right now um okay. so i'm super excited to to support this um to support this canadian writer who i believe is of metis heritage so uh yeah to, cool. to, re to read a sci-fi book a canadian sci-fi canadian sci-fi author um yeah so that's something that I'll be reading in the new year. That's cool. I have a lot of them because, like I said, I am a multi-book reader. So this is what the lineup is. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, the Brene Brown book that I was voluntold to read by my therapist is The Gifts of Imperfection. Um, so that will be up next for me. I'm actually, I am looking forward to it. It, um, it does look like she like kind of comes at it from really like down to earth perspective, which I appreciate. She backs um, it up with a lot of research. She's like, which, everything oh, is research. I'll appreciate yeah. that. I like yeah. that. Um, yeah. I am also going to be rereading Mortal Engines by Philip Pullman. Um, I read this as a kid. I saw the movie and loved the movie. Um, again, world building. My little world building heart was fascinating. I remember reading this as a kid, but it's been a long time since I read the book. Um, so I will be 
reading that and i definitely enjoy it. i'm just trying to like make sure that that's the author i'm almost positive it is um other than that i will also be reading uh a huge fantasy book that was in 2018 that i bought and never um sorry not philip pullman it's philip reeve who did mortal engines i'm glad i did a google um yeah. philip pullman did the golden the the compass golden compass books that's why Yes, yeah. I read those. Um, yeah, so good. Yeah, so I'm also so one of the fantasy books that I'm going to be checking out, which people would not stop talking about, was Cersei. Um, so Cersei mm-hmm. is by. Let me just pull up. Um, Cersei is by the author Madeline Miller, and I swear mm-hmm. everyone I knew read this in 2018. So it's like a Greek. It's about um, the character from Greek mythology, Circe, she's a witch. And I think uh, like it's a, apparently like a really big, like feminist book. Uh, it's all about fantasy. So apparently it's very good. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and one actually that I'm going to recommend that you and I, I think we would both enjoy. Um, it is a fiction book, yeah. but it's called Vox and it's by mm. uh, Christina Dalcher. And this is basically, I think it's fascinating. And again, a lot of people that I know have read this book and apparently it won a couple of awards this year. So did Cersei as well. Um, So this is basically about, it's set in the States, but it's about um, if women lost the ability to talk, meaning that there's like a government decree that like women can only say like, it's like something like 200 words a day. So they basically like have to be, they can't like women can't hold jobs and they can't speak and like they have to like basically get around it. Um, And I think it centers Mm. on a doctor, like a a female doctor. Um, And apparently it's fascinating. So I would think both of us, like for me from a sci-fi perspective, but I think from both of us knowing what we're interested in, uh, I think we both enjoy it. So those are kind of the four that are up for me, which sounds crazy, but that's just how I read folks. We read lots of books at a time. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Cool. Well, it's good. I like it. We had a good mix. We did it. Yeah. I'm excited to be honest to see if people will recommend books for us. I really hope they will. Yes. I agree. I I like when people do that. I love getting book recommendations. I don't know that I'll always read all of them, but (laughs) yeah, I know. um, (laughs) The intention. I'm excited to. The intention is there, and sometimes that leads to like other authors and stuff. It's just great. Books are again more books, less shit talking. (laughs) That is going to be the motto for 2019. I love it. That's that's. uh, We need T-shirts that say that. I agree. Podcast merch. That's going to be on there. Ooh, I like it. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let us, let us know books that you're reading this year. Yes. And also if you're doing a reading challenge, let us know. We can do a reader reading challenge. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I want to do a book club though, because I feel like those are just doomed to fail. I feel, I want to know, I want to know who has successfully run a book club and that you all read the book at the same time. Because, like, I feel like people join book clubs and then they never read the damn book. So, like, that's just been my experience. I mean, I can only say I tried to start a book club and I was the only one who read the book. So, So yeah, it's hard. It's frustrating. I, like, I have so many books that I want people's opinions on. And also, I read really fast, so I'm sure that's not fair to other people as well. Right. No, that's. I think. This, I think the book clubs. I think the intention is there, but I don't know. Yeah. The execution. I don't know if the execution's there. Yeah. That's fair. That's very yeah. fair. Cool. 
All right, folks, to keep up with us, um, we do post on social media about the books um, that we read, which I think is fun. You can find us on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is the same. It's Ginger Says Jump. Um, you can also shoot us an email, which the link is in the description. If you got any books you want us to know about or if you have thoughts about any of the books we talked mm-hmm. about, um, Jessica, where can <laughs> we find you on social media? <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jess Ireland seven and on Twitter at Jess Ireland. No seven. Yeah. Nice. No seven. She wasn't feeling spicy that day. No, folks. it's because Jess Ireland, the full name got taken on Instagram. <laughs> Everything's taken on Instagram. I'm, I'm, that's why I don't even have mine. Like mine's not my actual name because funnily enough, that was taken. It's amazing. That's crazy. Anyways, yeah. I know it's horrifying. All right. Yes. Okay. Thanks guys. That's awesome. We had fun. We love you. We do so much. Send us more emails. We want to hear from you. <laughs> Hear your books. We'll see you next time. Hear your books. Bye. <laughs>